0: Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast. Join host Liz Myers and her guests as they explore resiliency through the lens of personal stories. Tune in weekly for inspiration and doable life hacks to overcome adversity and thrive in life. The opinions, beliefs, and viewpoints expressed by guests of this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Elizabeth or Resilient Life Hacks ministries.
1: Hey, friends, welcome back to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast. I'm your host, Liz Myers. We're so happy to have you here today. Today, my guest is Andrew Calderera, and he's here to tell us about a lot of triumphs that he had over trials and tragedies and a lot of issues growing up and what he's learned from that. And we're so excited to hear um, about what he has to share with us. He's a, an author and speaker and has some some great ideas. Actually, too much to cover in one show. So thank you for coming to the show today.
2: Hi, Liz. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us. And just to start off, my name mm-hmm. is Andrew Calderella. It's like Cinderella. It's uh, Calder instead of Cinder because I'm the male version of Cinderella. And yes, that means I am looking for my uh, princess to come <laughs> rescue me. <so>. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Yeah, well, that's good. Um, so tell us a little bit uh, before we, we get into your book and your topics and sure. stuff just about you know your background and some of the, the struggles that you dealt with with bullying and issues as a child and how
2: that impacted you. Yeah. Everybody does want me to start at the beginning. So, uh, let's see, I was born in Detroit, Michigan in 1966 uh, to parents fighting for the civil rights movement. I was born with dyslexia, other learning disabilities, you know, on the spectrum, as they say, I also have a lazy eye, which meant I was legally blind in one eye. So they put a patch over my good eye to make me look out of my bad eye. I don't know if you can imagine this kid walking around, I couldn't do anything, couldn't read, couldn't write, couldn't Mm -hmm. get the ball to save my life. I was uh, relentlessly bullied, not just by all the kids, um, you know, called stupid every day, mocked, thrown in trash cans, beat up and all that kind of stuff. But even teachers went as far. I had an elementary school teacher tell me I should just drop out of school. I was too stupid to learn anything Mm -hmm. uh, right in front of the whole class and everything else. So it was very challenging, um, especially in elementary school. Luckily, I had a mother who believed in me and kept showing me a list of all these super uh, successful smart people that also were uh, having issues with dyslexia and other things. So she and a special teacher kind of helped me get through. I did graduate from elementary school. I went on to high school, kind of came out of my shell in 11th grade, ran for office, became vice president of the school, started speaking to everybody, uh, graduated from there, went on to college, got a speech communication degree, uh, Eastern philosophy and a theology degree and went on to, uh, went overseas to Japan, started so many companies, traveled the world, done so many things. But really, I just want to say this, while all this was going on, I've been on this kind of greater mission. Um, I've had a lot of tragedy, as you could as see with my life. A lot of other things happened. Dog bites, fights, car accidents set me back for years and years and lost a lot of people. And they all taught me some great lessons. And the spiritual experiences kind of guided me in a way that allowed me to Find solutions to uh, some of the greatest problems that the humanity is facing. So that's why I'm here. This isn't a, a guy who's writing a book. My book just came out um, because he wants to make money and all that. This is a dyslexic guy who's been 30 years trying to put all this down and, and make sense of everything. So I just want you to know why I'm here. That's, it's this greater mission to try to help people and fix our world. Hopefully yeah. that makes sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, you know, just as I was reading through your stuff, man, I mean, you just scraped the iceberg, you know, for all the, the things that you've endured and that you've been through. And wow, you know, I mean, that's what this show is about is about that kind of resilience. And um, I, I have so many things that I would want to get into or ask you about, but can you just briefly, I know we don't have time to get into the whole book, but um, I really sure. like the way you integrate, you know, different aspects of who we are as making a whole. Person successful, can you just kind of describe how those things are integrated?
2: Absolutely. Well, what I found when I was young is that if any one of these links, you can call them, any one of these big parts of your uh, life fall apart, it will ruin you. I mean, it can ruin you or certainly destroy you. That means like your health, your relationships, your finances. I mean, I can go on and on. It really doesn't matter. It's almost like we're as strong as our weakest link. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to be truly successful as people, really be our best uh, self live our best life and all the rest you need to have a really good clear idea of how to build up all these basic foundations uh, so that you can go to that next level let me say like this it's like a mom to be the best mom you can be you're not going to be the best mom if you're tired if your mind isn't right if your uh, emotions are crazy and you know all these other Mm -hmm. parts but if you're balanced if you're uh, have all these aspects of life in uh, in balance you'll be able to be a better mom so these kind of the ideas one of the pieces I have in the book I call it the the ten laws and the first two laws really give us our purpose it's the primary purpose of life is to become your true self live your true life uh, and go to heaven but the idea to become your best self and live your best life um, is fundamental to all of humanity make sense uh-huh.
1: Yeah, that that's really great. I like how you say that all those things are integrated. I kind of came to that same conclusion myself when I was struggling with depression. And, you know, I, I was trying to figure out, is this a physical problem? Is it a mental problem? Is it a spiritual problem? And I kind of came to the answer, of, yes, it's all those things. And <laughs>
0: exactly. I need to work
1: on all those areas to grow what I call resiliency of being able to overcome those things. I know you mentioned that you had struggled some with depression too. Can you share with our listeners some things that helped you overcome that
2: absolutely first i want to say that anybody that is struggling with this uh what you just said liz is is the key you need to really balance out your day and focus on making yourself the best person you can be that's what's going to get you through this i started being depressed when i was a kid i mean i when you're when you're bullied all the time you wake up and you want to have a good day and everything else and everybody's calling you stupid and throwing you on the you know all your stuff on the ground you're like hey i just want to have friends and you know, everybody's laughing at you. Even your friends are snickering and, um, you know, adults don't have your back. Nobody seems to understand. So you feel really alone. I mean, I can't tell you as a kid because I couldn't really see well and, uh, and all this was happening to me. And my sister is also very ill. She had a lot of uh, operations and things. So we were in the hospital a lot and with other kids that have, oh, my God, the most horrible things happen to them. that you can imagine being horribly burned, dying, you know, maimed, whatever, you name it. I saw it and I, it moved me as a kid to the point where I was like, you know, as a, I don't want to get too spiritual on the show and I don't have a lot of time to tell these stories, but a lot of kind of spiritual moving experiences that showed me that we are more than this. In the end, it's all about you becoming the best person, overcoming these challenges. This isn't heaven. Right. This is certainly not heaven. This is a a great challenge for you to show your character. Uh, it's certainly harder to be good than it is to be bad. It's harder to make yourself into something really um, magnificent than it is to just not do anything and just let the society program you. So, you know, this is the challenge of this life. And I think that what helped me get through this, uh, like I said, I started wanting to kill myself. I think as soon as I learned that you could, I don't even remember how old that was—seven, eight, wow. nine, something like that. Um, so i've struggled with this my whole life i actually have videos so people know it's covered in the book how to overcome negative thinking depression and suicidal thoughts i did a video on this my video skills are still <laughs> a little rough but the information is there one of the keys here to remember is that it's these intense negative feelings are caused by what you're thinking so if you believe these negative things it will cause negative reactions in your body these negative chemicals flowing through your body will eventually lead you down this spiral of depression and eventually to suicidal thoughts because you think you can never get over it it's important to understand that that's the reaction your beliefs are what cause you to be depressed right it's just a way of viewing it a perspective that you can see um, that will allow you to get through this and I marched through literally like all of this in the video how it all works, but also then the all the different steps you need to take to get through it. Um, and again, we probably don't have time for that in this show, but I want people to know it's out there. The very first step, though, is really I could go through it quickly: is to face this. Don't push it down. Don't ignore it. Uh, you know, you're meant here to feel things, and it determines who you become. Because you're feeling sad, you're feeling uh, depressed, you're feeling whatever it may be. Let yourself feel it. When you come out through the other side, is is the whole point. You can't get through that other side unless you kind of go through what you're meant to understand so there's a lot of lessons in there there's a lot of trials challenges and keys that you can find if you really really examine um, this uh, situation that you're in yeah
1: okay yeah that was totally my experience too I tried to just push on you know ignore it try not to tell anybody just smile and fake it and I you can only do that for so long. Like, like, just like your example earlier, I was not being the best mom I could be because I wasn't taking care of myself. And you do have to face those things to get over them, to get through them, but also to learn from them, you know, to go back and mine that experience and say, how can I use this to like you're saying, be a better person, but also to, to help others, to serve and bless other people who are also going through stuff.
2: Yeah, that's one of the one of the keys of the, oh, okay. you know, the 15 whatever things on there uh-huh. i remember how many there are but but that's absolutely one of them is to learn it but also to help other people um i think one of the other keys to know is that change is guaranteed i think when you get in these situations you think like this is how it's going to be yeah. you know i mean I have people have lost children uh been molested or paralyzed whatever the horror that has happened to you um What you're experiencing right this moment doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be this way all the time. Even if you're paralyzed, you can change your attitude and your mindset uh, to become the master of your mind and body. Uh, I Mm -hmm. had to do that. I was hit by a car, laid up for five, ten years. I've talked to people that have been paralyzed, and if you fixate on what you lost and what you can't do, it'll drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. You need to focus on what you have the ability to do and realize that This life is temporary it's a huge challenge of your character to see Mm -hmm. if you will embrace the virtues versus vice if you will walk the path uh, to be your best self and and find the answers or will you just fold up and and fail Mm -hmm. and i think that our society is made in a way that too many people are failing Uh, we need to create more circumstances where we can all kind of help each other out give a hand up it's it's not a failing if you're having a problem for god's sake we're humans we're all flawed I'll tell you right now, I've been depressed, I wanted to kill myself, Um, you know, you can look at me and say, oh, that guy, he's a failure, no, you know how many people feel that way? Probably most of humanity at some point in their life.
1: Yeah, yeah, that has been a huge lesson in my life too, is to learn that it's not falling down that makes me fail, it's when I refuse to get back up, because we're all gonna fall, we're all gonna stumble, but it's, are you gonna get back up again? And, and keep trying and that's been huge for me I just speak that,
2: to that point one, one yeah, yeah, yeah please, I think that's the whole reason why I'm here right there is because what I found is there are actual ways that you can get up that will make you a better person and make the whole process easier and that's why I wrote all of this stuff and again mm-hmm. when I send a dyslexic guy writing a book it's literally like I'm writing madness like you would mm-hmm. read if I wrote by hand you couldn't even interpret it I can't even interpret if I look at it too long before after I write mm-hmm. it so I had yeah. to decode all of this to get this out there. And the only reason I'm doing it is because I found these secrets that will help you do all of this. So mm-hmm. that's why I'm here. And I, I haven't had anybody disagree with any of this. So, mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, do you think you would have found the these things that you're eager to share with the world if you hadn't been through these struggles and trials as a child and later in adulthood?
2: No, and I, I've talked about this with other people. Um, you know we need to be burned to learn and shaken to awaken sometimes as human uh, God can uh, work in your life but if you're not willing to look <laughs> you know what I mean or pay attention it doesn't really matter what you're shown so sometimes uh, like for me I have a lot of energy it's part of who I am I, very hard for me to sit down uh, and just write for hours and hours and hours and hours years ago it was really difficult uh, I listen to books when I go around and get knowledge and take notes and do all this but when I was hit by the car and forced to just not move, it's kind of what helped me do that. So part of the the steps of realizing uh, how to overcome depression and all of this, realizing that sometimes what you're going through seems like the worst thing ever, mm-hmm. but we'll end up in a better place. And it's up to you though to make those choices and take those steps to get to that better place and i found this in every circumstance i also want to say this too that really quickly so many things come to mind like you do there's so many things to talk about whole point of us uh, creating a society where you know maybe i have challenges as a kid we can set kids up to have challenges in all sorts of ways but you know i didn't need to almost be murdered or drowned as a kid i didn't need to be thrown in trash cans or hit or you know all the rest of the the traumas that had me to see these things i could have had other ones you know and the same thing with some kids you don't need to be molested or or you know, beaten or whatever. Mm-hmm. These people grow up and they do great things, but it's like we're still traumatized. You know what I mean? We still have scars, and it's not cool. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make what the bullies did okay. It doesn't make any right. of the circumstances okay. And I think that's the whole kind of point here: is we can fix our society to give ourselves challenges to where that bottom level isn't so horrible for so many people. Does that make mm-hmm. sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how was how it that you were able to overcome that bullying? I know you mentioned that your mom. Played a big role in that. You know, do you have any um, words of wisdom to share with people sure. who maybe have a child well, who's going through
2: that? Yeah. Well, one is, you got to really make sure this child knows it's not their fault. Okay. I mean, literally every single day, they need to hear there's a problem with the bully. It has nothing to do with you. This other kid is to have a has the problem. I think mm-hmm. so many kids internalize this like there's something wrong with okay. me. Okay. That's the first issue we have to overcome. The second stage, and I, this is going to be in the, uh, I have three books to this series. The first one covers all the steps. The second one's the Life Manual. It goes into details of these foundations of life. The third one is the Child and Family Guide that covers all this. We need to really help correct the bullies. I mean, the bullies need the most help, right? And if you investigate their lives, what you'll find is they have some serious problems at home, right? And internally that they are not dealing with correctly. And it's coming out in these very destructive ways. They're literally crawling out for help by doing this and one of the ways that excuse me, one of the ways that we can fix this is um, and again I won't go into all of it but is to correct the bully and I mean that literally in the spot and even afterwards let's say a kid was uh, bullied in the school it's important to pull the whole classes or everybody together maybe in the lunchroom and say we have a a bully it's gonna make an apology and he's got to apologize to this kid and we have to beat it, into the kids, are not beaten, <laughs> we have to program our kids minds to think about this like the golden rule, right? To treat others mm-hmm. as you want to be treated is that one in seeing each other as equals would solve most of the problems in the world. This bully is not seeing this kid, these children as equals, and they're not treating people as they want to be treated. So that idea has got to be paramount in our child's um, upbringing so that they will not do that to children. And I ask yeah. parents this all the time, how many times do you, Say to your child uh, when they do something wrong to some other kid, Hey, would you want them doing that to you, Johnny? Mm-hmm. You know, Johnny, if if I if he did that to you, what would you feel? You know what I mean? And just play it out all the time in their mind. So they go, Oh, okay. You know what I mean? This is not cool.
0: Yeah. Right?
2: And that will yeah. stop this. So what I'm saying is we need to correct the bullies and help them become better people. A bully can be a defender and feel that. Still that emotional rush that they're looking for that they get when they're bullying somebody because all the kids now are like yeah thanks Johnny thanks for helping us you know what I mean and he's still feeling good and powerful but he's not now a destructive force he's now hey you guys got to stop picking on these kids you know what I mean yeah. Leave them alone and as far as me um, I, I'm a little different I think because I am also a pretty big kid You know, Mm -hmm. when you can't see and you can't do all this stuff, it's really easy to pick on me. But And it's always the older kids, right? So it's the grades Mm -hmm. two, three, four, and above you. But when I got to sixth grade, I was as big as all the kids. Um, I had two fights, one of both. The second fight, literally the bullies like paraded me around the schoolyard like I was some hero. Uh, They kind of wanted to be my friend. And I've experienced that later in life, like as an adult, I've had fights. And I just, you know, kind of, I've done martial arts my whole life. My dad got me into that when I was a kid because I was bullied a lot and the philosophy though is not to hurt people okay the mm-hmm. philosophy is to defend yourself and to show them that um, they can get hurt most of the bullies I'll tell you what every single bully as an adult that I've ever run into if you know how to defend yourself they usually will not come mm-hmm. at you because they realize oh wait this guy's not an easy target I'm not gonna I yeah. might die and I tell them that right there this mm-hmm. is not a game you know if you want to commit your life you know right right now then um then we'll fight but and again most people don't most of them just kind of silly stupid boy games that uh, we need to kind of teach our kids how to deal with so they don't grow up and create all this madness.
0: when building a resilient life the first step liz coaches people to take is to spend time daily with god when you seek god consistently he will show you the best next step for your journey If you'd like a peek at how Elizabeth connects with God regularly, download her free prayer guide and journal at elizabethmeyers.me forward slash prayer guide. You can now have the same journal Elizabeth uses every day and make it your
1: own. I haven't dealt with a lot of like physical, you know, like fighting kind of bullies, but I have dealt with like verbal bullies and even, you know, among adults that, should sure. know better and i think a lot of that steps from that person's own feelings of insecurity i feel like there's a some human component in us that thinks that you know if we put somebody else down somehow that raises us up and it doesn't it doesn't make us feel any better about ourselves but people still keep doing it to each other and i feel like that's a big problem out there right now with all these differences of opinions going on and people feel like there's this stress of, oh, the world's out of control. I don't have control over it. But if I put down these other people's ideas I don't believe, that that can make me feel better about myself. But it doesn't. Then we just yeah. all feel lousy.
2: <laughs> well, this is the, the spiral, right? It's like yeah. uh, I have a video on why violence will never lead to lasting peace. And that's mm-hmm. in society, physical violence, mental violence, emotional violence, uh, communication violence, all of it. Mm-hmm. The problem is, I think, uh, is is not so much when I talk to people that do that. They don't really feel like they want to be negative. We're just taught that. You know, what I mean, it's like if your authority figures do it, your parents do it, your brother does it, your friends do it, you're probably going to do it. It's very hard to break this unless we're taught and shown by um, some good leaders. And the key here, I think, to remember is one, we're all human beings. We're all brothers and sisters, right? You don't really want to hurt other people, you want to help them become better. Mm-hmm. And if you really have a truth, you want them to see the truth. Let me say it to yeah. you like this. If I walk up to you, call you names, uh, I killed your mom in a bomb. I, I tell you just to shut up. You're stupid. You got to sit down and now be my friend. Mm-hmm. The odds of you being my friend are like so small. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, there is the idea of the bully beat down, which again, mm-hmm. I've been in fights where I have like the bully wants to be my buddy. Now he's like all oh, friendly and happy buy me. drink. I'm like, what is going on? You literally wanted to fight me a minute ago. and Now you're my friend <laughs> and they, you can see this scenario. I lived in Japan just to talk about this for a second on a, mm-hmm. on a global scale. Even um, I lived in Japan and I talked to uh, some of the people that were in World War II uh, and then the children of those people and I had interpreters and all this kind of stuff. And one of the, one of the most interesting things that I heard, it was from this old woman. I mean, I don't even know how really old and, mm-hmm. She said, and I'm paraphrasing um, something like, you know, we hated you. We thought you were dogs. You were less than human. And when we lost, you came here and you didn't treat us like we treated you. You didn't treat us like dogs. You didn't treat us like subhuman. You told us that you loved us and that you, and then you helped us rebuild and fix things. And it changed the whole mind. Uh, I would say every Japanese but all the Japanese people to realize wow these people aren't different from us they're not subhuman they're not Mm -hmm. you know we're all human beings Um, Mm -hmm. and I think that's like one of the saving graces of humanity is that we have this inner light within us this goodness that we're trying to bring out in the world but we also have free will so we have the ability to fail and be corrupted and all this negativity and if you look at our society it's reflective of the light side right and the dark side the mm-hmm. problem is that the people that become leaders often become corrupted because they don't have a central core belief system like I cover in the way that will guide them through these trials and tribulations of wealth and power and what to do and how to do it and all the rest of the pieces that they need to know if they're really going to create a better society mm-hmm. so for me it's like if we could just all get on the same page on these basics we could create a much better world and be able to communicate better and not be this sniping jabbing Mm -hmm. type of people (laughs) like you said we could really listen and find solutions let me just Mm -hmm. say i'm i know i could go on and on but let me say one other thing we are Mm -hmm. not divided people we are being misled by a Mm -hmm. few leaders who are looking to divide us so they can gain more power and wealth everybody wants the same things we all want a a a free life a healthy reality you know what i mean no pollution Mm -hmm. all the rest of the goodness that everybody wants everybody wants right we don't want corruption and uh Rigged elections, or lying, cheating people, and all this. The question is, who are the liars and cheats, and how do we figure it all out? And how do we create a system that's going to fix this? And I cover that in the book. So.
1: Okay. Yeah. No, that's great. Just to shift topic slightly. Um, yeah, I'm interested in. You just kind of mentioned it in passing, but uh, that your parents were in the the civil rights. Movement in Detroit in a very tumultuous time, and then I can see how that, in a way, is connected with bullying, even though that wasn't racial against you. But then also oh. the modern issues of racial justice and things. What what do you have to share with us about that, and what you learned from Nora. your parents? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Well, let me just say this: this whole racial thing is a big lie. Okay, we're one human race.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, there's not separate races. Okay, that's one of the yeah. keys here to realize. And again, this is true for science and religion and philosophy. So, for science, we share 99.9% of our DNA, right? Mm-hmm. All of us. And then for religion and the faithful, we know that God created all of us and everything. And in mm-hmm. philosophy, of course, we're one people. I mean, this is one world, one people. Uh, it's the divisions of land and Um, circumstance over thousands of years just made us look a little different but in reality if you talk to people I've met people all over the world we all seriously want the same things for ourselves We want to be healthy and happy have a passionate um, thing that we do in our life that whole ideally that we could make money from we want family we want clean air and all the rest of the goodness I mean who wants horrible stuff you know what I mean so I think that that's the place to start here is that the racial injustice that we're seeing as we keep thinking like race is the problem, race is not the problem. The problem is that people are born ignorant and uh, helpless and dependent upon their caregivers and our society to give us a correct start. That's true with everybody. So some of us learn prejudice, hate, discrimination and all the rest of these twisted beliefs that then they grow up and profess and uh, share with other people and the leaders who know the truth sometimes just play on that to manipulate people. You know, again, if we believe in equality, that all people are equal, doesn't mean you have to love everybody like, hey, let's hang out and have a beer. But it means you need to respect everybody. Everybody should be treated equally in the in, uh, in, the, in the law, in uh, manners and respecting each other. I mean, you know, to see people of lesser is the sickness of superiority. That is one of the major problems in the world. And it's infected men almost more than women and you can see it everywhere. The sickness of superiority has affected our religions, our faiths, everything else. You're always pointing your finger so you can feel better about yourself, and they're lesser. That's the first problem right there. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, that does. Do you have, I I know you're really young at the time, but do you have memories later of your parents uh, and what they did with the civil rights, or was that all before you were old enough to remember what was happening? I I, was,
2: You know, I think it's like four or five you start having memories, at least I can go back that far. Um, Mm You know, I also heard a lot of stories. So sometimes the stories and your memories become mixed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, my parents, uh, you know, would run food in and out of the quarantine zone or whatever it was. I mean, they had lines. We were in the zone. We lived inside um, mm-hmm. the riot area, as they say, and they wouldn't let people in and out. But because my mom and dad are white ish, you know, they could run the lines and they were bringing in baby food and all sorts of stuff people needed. Um, but again, we're white. So we also had You know, our friends were black and. Um, one of our closest friends is this guy that described to me as like six foot eight or something, huge guy. Uh-huh. Um, I used to run up to him and climb up him. My dad was six four. I used to do that to him too. I was a yeah. big climber. Um, but he he would sit on our porch with a shotgun, uh, especially at night, to make sure nobody messed with my family. And you know, because it, it was a big time, and it's not like uh, you know, this this uh, group was called Focus Hope, and it was reaching the cross the lines and trying to make all this happen. So. You know, it's, when you're in there and you're dealing with this, it's like, how do I say this? It's just your brothers and sisters. It's your yeah. friends. I mean, who cares what color your skin right. is? I can't tell you how many white people I know that lay on the sun to make their skin darker. It's like, why? It's like, you're so, so you're going to do that, but you're going to discriminate against somebody that yeah. has darker skin. It's kind of mm-hmm. ridiculous. The main problem people have, I think, is with um, traditions that some people have. Certainly, some traditions are messed up. I mean, there are people, you know, female uh uh circumcision or whatever i mean there's certain things in 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 traditions and ways of doing that people are like wow that's really messed up doesn't Mm -hmm. mean you have to hate those people right i mean there's still people you Mm -hmm. can you can uh still love people as humanity and help them evolve and become better people you don't have to just dismiss them does that Mm -hmm. make sense Mm
1: -hmm. yeah yeah definitely so what would you say to you know i'm sure we have listeners out there who are maybe struggling with something right now maybe they're going through a hard time with with health or with a relationship or just with all the chaos of the world right now they're having trouble dealing with that what would you tell that person who's having a hard time uh where where do they start where do we begin
2: sure well that's why i'm here um i would say start with the way start with the videos try to get the knowledge it's only through a certain amount of information will allow you to get through this and what i found is like the beauty of humanity and this is one thing i think sometimes the idea is for them to learn for them to uh have the desire and and want to find this information is the first key but it's like then what do you give them right we all have to start somewhere so if you're going to be resilient and you're going to get through this you got to have hope and people say you know like it took me so long to get here i've had so many trials it kind of delayed me and a couple of my friends are like this is why dude this is why you're here. This is why this all happened. So you were delayed. So you'd show up right now and you can offer some hope. And again, this isn't about me. This isn't about ego. I wish you could just have whatever I, I you know, the ultimate uh, me to look like for you to listen to me. But the secrets that you want are in this book. That's all I can say. And in this, um, I'm starting the one tribe, the one party, the one movement, these, these groups on Facebook, uh, the website and everything else to help make this real. When you're living the way, you are resilient. Because the Mm -hmm. way is about integrating key virtues and best practices into your life so that you are the best person you can be. I mean, it's like once you have this firm foundation, you can't be shaken off. Sure, bad things are going to happen to you. I'm not saying I don't still feel bad and uh, maybe, you know, I have some scars from my childhood. Think about killing myself or whatever just because it's a habit. But it, it doesn't stop me. You know what I mean? You can still make yourself get up. You can still develop the discipline and the dedication and create a happy life for yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't have to be hemmed in by what was you can create what you want if you have the right knowledge Does that make sense?
1: Yeah I I often say that we can't choose the things that happen to us But we can choose how we respond to those and that can make the difference of whether it's a, a positive blessing in our life or Something that weighs us down and prevents us from moving forward
2: Absolutely, and I just talked to somebody who just lost a child and I said to him if you asked your child right now they would not want you to hurt yourself, be depressed and and become hurt. I don't know how to say, it. you know, become lesser mm-hmm. than you are because of their debt. They would want you to be able to use that somehow to become a better person. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is this is not heaven. Uh, you're a spiritual being that lasts forever. This is a trial, tribulation, testing mm-hmm. ground. Uh, your kid that was lost is just going on. That's all. He learned what he needed to learn in this moment. But you're still here because you need to learn some things. This whole idea here is to ingrain these uh, key ways of being into us so that we Mm -hmm. know how to be better people and Mm -hmm. your love and your um, your loss is part of knowing how to be um, uh, empathetic and sympathetic. Those Mm -hmm. are so key to life so don't don't think the bad things are always like done to you. Mm -hmm. You know um, they're done for you if you take it right and like you just said I mean it's all about how you respond and if you have the right knowledge and the right um, habits and everything else, you can respond and become better through everything.
1: Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with us. You just have an incredible story. Can you tell our listeners where they can find out more and where they can get your book?
2: Sure. Uh, The Hub for Everything is the website, and it's 7WayMe. That's the number seven, W-A-Y dot M-E. And on there, you can learn more about the way, where to get it, Uh, you can join the one which is the one tribe which is where we're going to be sharing all this information that's in the way and videos and groups and meetings the one movement and party on there which is about literally changing our world uh, to integrate the better things that we all want and there's videos on there like I said the uh, negative thinking how to overcome negative thinking depression suicidal thoughts how to overcome uh, addiction is on there as well as how to stop corruption how to fix our justice system and so many more and I'll be doing a lot more and I'm Mm -hmm. just getting started so please help me (laughs) please join me in all these things and Mm -hmm. and share this with people the only way this works is if we all kind of unite and um, help each other
1: yeah all right well thank you so much for sharing that it's been great having you on today
2: thank you Mm -hmm. take care everybody
0: you have been listening to resilient life hacks with liz myers the opinions beliefs and viewpoints expressed by the guests of this show are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of elizabeth Or Resilient Life Hacks Ministries. To learn more and download your free guide to Liz's top 20 Resilient Life Hacks, go to resilientlifehacks.com. Subscribe now so you never miss the life hacks you need to live the life you want.